comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined this week by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And we're also rejoined by Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, I'm good. So, we got an interesting, different type of episode. Comic book related, but not specifically. So, a few years back, a movie came out called Chronicle. And in that movie, here's some spoilers. We're also going to be some spoiling some Avengers stuff um, for setup for this question. In that movie, some teenagers get superpowers... Some of them do good things with it, some of them do much less good things with it. And Pierce and I, back when this movie came out, had a very interesting long discussion slash argument of what kind of people would we, specifically Pierce and I, be with superpowers? Would we be your Spider-Mans? Would we be your Dr. Octopuses? Or would we be more your Dr. Manhattan type feels? Are you good? Are you evil? Are you above it all? And we had very different um, yes, opinions on that. At least, or not, I shouldn't say opinions. We had very different takes on who we would be. And yeah. that's perfectly logical. We're not the same person. So, currently in Avengers and New Avengers, and this is where Kevin will have to pay attention because he, he doesn't know this stuff. There's a storyline that's been going on for a year and a half now? Two years? Point, something like that. So, Marvel has a multiverse where you have, you know, just like in general string theory and, and, and multiple worlds theory and stuff like that, you are playing with your DS here, but maybe in another universe you put it down, and then in another universe you were eating a sandwich. But those, you know, butterfly effect and the different things. Like the sandwich universe. <laughs> the sandwich universe sounds pretty awesome. But in Marvel, you know, some of the universes are very similar, some of them are very different. You know, you might have a universe that's very similar, but everybody is still in using medieval technology. Or you might have one where it's the same, but one person is dead. Or somebody married somebody else. Or, you know, all, all kinds of different things. So you got this multiverse, and there's four basic constants to keep in mind. The universe is created, bing bang. The other end, universe is destroyed, big crunch. And in the middle, you've got Earth is born, or sentient life begins on Earth, or the formation of the planet, depending on how you want to look at it, and the destruction of Earth. So it goes, universe created, Earth created, Earth destroyed, universe destroyed. Those are basically the four multiversal constants that happens in every universe. Mm. At least every universe that's important here. Yeah. So, somewhere along the lines, an Earth was destroyed when it wasn't supposed to. We don't know how yet, but... They've hinted, but they haven't... They've hinted, characters have said there are versions of what happened, but that character you can't really trust. It's a little bit more mystical mumbo-jumbo than actual... It's an unreliable narrator, this character, who's telling you what happened. And because an Earth was destroyed early, it created a hole, basically, in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. Where there was an empty space there. That, or specifically, that universe was destroyed because its Earth was destroyed. Something happened really bad there, and it caused everything to fall out of whack. Now, can you picture the game Pickup Sticks? Yep. So this left a hole, and all the other universes moved in a little bit closer to fill that hole. It kind of spread out. Well, two Earths crashed into each other, Oops. which destroyed them, which destroyed the universes, which left a bigger hole. Mm-hmm. Chain reaction. So now the entire Marvel multiverse is collapsing in on itself, slowly but speeding up. Yep. You know, first it was like every couple weeks, an Earth would appear in our skies. You could only see it if you were like right where the, they call them incursions, was happening. Mm. So you had three options. One, 
Earth A is destroyed, and that saves both universes. But it destroys that Earth. Because now there's no place for those two Earths to crash into each other, mm-hmm. so the universes kind of just phase through each other and you're fine. Option two, Earth B is destroyed, and both universes are fine, but Earth B is gone. Mm-hmm. Or option C, both Earths are destroyed, and the universe is destroyed with them. Or theoretically, you could destroy both Earths preemptively and save both universes. Yes. That so, is a fourth option that nobody discusses. Yeah. Because everybody wants to save their Earth. So basically, yeah. So it's either one dies, and and we're not just talking the other Earthlings. Both universes get to continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Every life form in every galaxy gets mm-hmm. to continue to exist. Or... No life form in either of those galaxies gets to continue. And Earth is the pinnacle of this because of that original one Earth. It right, it's basically, it's, it's the, it could have been anything, but it was, it Earth. was Earth. So because that's the incursion point, that's where the two explosions happen. Mm-hmm. If you can remove the either spark, yeah. you're good. Yep. So, not everyone in the Marvel 616 universe, which is the main one in the comics, if you were to number them, you know, like 1 through infinity, whatever. Okay. 616 is the main Marvel universe. Ultimate Universes, Universe 1610, and the Marvel Movie Universe, like the Avengers, all those, take place in Universe, I believe it's 19,999. Who numbers these? Is that the arbitrary? There was, back in the day, there was a series called What If from Marvel, where it would be basically, what if, instead of Peter Parker getting the symbiote, it was Wolverine, Mm. the Venom symbiote. Or what if... Deadpool got the symbiote. Or what if Captain America... Instead of taking the super super soldier serum and becoming Captain America, what if he died doing that? Or different things. Mm -hmm. And in that, the Watcher, who's this kind of big cosmic character who lives on the moon, and basically he does his whole job is to not interfere, but just watch all the multiverses Mm -hmm. and catalog them. That's kind of his species deal. He would say, "On Earth, as you know it, this happened, but on Earth." X-23, that's a Marvel character joke, Um, but on Earth-1270, this happened, and he would then bring you into that story for an issue. Mm -hmm. And because of that, eventually, the main Marvel Universe got a number, and it's kind of become kind of more of a wiki-type thing, where people want to know, okay, the Marvel Zombie Universe, what number is that? Mm -hmm. Just so we have a... It's easier. It's it's a little bit easier, it's a nerd kind of cataloging thing, which I appreciate. So, not everyone on Earth-616 knows this is happening. Very few people do. Because there's a group of superheroes, pretty much, yeah. called the Illuminati, that have been around, they were kind of retconned in, put into continuity retroactively um, several years ago, but it's basically the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, um, it used to be Professor X from the X-Men, now it's Beast, because Professor X is dead at the moment in the universe, in the comics. Black Panther, mm-hmm. Namor's on there right now, Captain right. America was, Iron Man, and Strange. Doctor Strange. So you've got... All the different types of sciences and magic and everything kind of represented. I said Namor? Did I say Namor? You said Namor. So basically everybody, you know, the mutants, the Atlanteans, kind of everybody is represented in some way. Mm-hmm. But they're a secret organization. They did things like, hey, the Hulk all these years ago is yeah. getting kind of messy. Let's put him on a rocket and shoot him into space. Yeah. That was my favorite part of Avengers. When Bruce is like, you did it, didn't you? You brought them back together. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. But so they make these big decisions without anybody's input. Basically, they are a secret society type yep. deal. Black Panther happened to be walking around in Africa, um, in the fictional country of Wakanda, where he's, he's well, he's not technically king of anymore. His sister's he, he the his queen, sister's okay. and he's the he's king, king of the, of the dead, dead there. It's complicated. He's a really cool, kind of kind of Batman-y, but in my opinion, better. Like, he's, he's a really neat character. Happens to be there for, like, the first incursion that happened on our Earth. Because it happened in everywhere. Yeah. And because of that, he was able to alert the Illuminati and tell them, hey, I know, you know when you originally started up this thing and I told you it was a terrible idea? I still agree, but we may need to deal with this. So since then, this is like a year and a half ago now, they have having to, to been dealing with, at increasing regularity, 
Earths crashing into us and them having to deal with, what do we do? Many do we, Earths? This has happened, what, like ten times now, probably? Oh, do we destroy the other Earth? Do we commit genocide to save our universe? Uh, it's been, I think it's been less than ten. Maybe. Yeah. Because sometimes issues might be like two or three issues on one particular incursion. Yeah. But are we going to destroy the other Earths? There's other societies throughout the multiverse who have found different ways. Like there's the map makers who jump from dead Earth to dead Earth. Cataloging it, taking the resources well, they not, need. Yeah, not dead Earth, alive. Alive Earth, stripping them for resources, then jumping to the next universe and basically riding it like a wave. Mm-hmm. You've got the Black Priests who just kind of just. They're cool. They, they have these words of power and they can basically just speak the other universe into not existing. You've got yeah. the Black Swans who will just blow up one Earth and leave the other Earth to go. Or they try I've, to blow up Earth. Ivory Kings who we have not seen. Not seen the Ivory Kings yet. There's a lot of different factions in the multiverse. Um, there's a whole group called the Builders who came around and basically yeah. they decided in all the universes we control, because they can travel in between them, we're just going to go ahead and preemptively destroy the Earths. Because we got to save everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And they were treated as the villains for this big event last year called Infinity. Because they were coming right for our Earth. And so everybody in the universe, in our universe, got together and like fought back. Oh, Arguably, not, even, not even just Earth? The whole universe? Well, they were heading to Earth through a bunch of other planets. And it got complicated. <laughs> but a lot of misunderstandings, comic foibles and such. You know, to the point where we are now, where the Mar- the Reed Richards built this thing called The Bridge a couple years back. Allows him to see other universes, because he was trying to figure out, wait, man, we had the Civil War, we had all these things, what could we have done differently to prevent them? Now he's using it to basically look on other universes as they're destroyed and figure out, how did they lose? Mm -hmm. Are there ways we can stop this from happening without committing genocide, basically? Because they haven't had to yet. Every universe they've been incurred by has either been already dead or Galactus decided to destroy Gal- it. Their Galactus was eating them at the moment, or one, they used the Infinity Gauntlet to basically push the other universe away, etc. and so forth. A lot of big repercussions. At this point, these big heroes of the Marvel Universe have kind of resigned themselves to eventually, we're going to have to kill billions of people. Are we okay with that? And the answer for most of them has been, gotta do it. Yeah. And the thing is, Captain America, who was part of this team, said no. No, 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 no. I see this look in your eyes, and it's not going to happen. Because you're going to build a weapon, and you're going to say, worst case scenario. And then every time, it's going to get a little closer and a little closer, and you're going to justify a little more until the day when you don't know who you are, and I will not let that happen. And then Tony Stark was like, why do you have to be this way? And then they brainwashed him and kicked him off the team. Just wiped his mind. Perfect. So, since then... Tony had been building a new Avengers team mm-hmm. while this was going on. So in the book New Avengers is where you have Illuminati. In Avengers, the team kept getting bigger. And Bruce Banner, who does not like the Illuminati because they kicked him off the planet. And he, as far as he was concerned, they, are, they were disbanded. Yeah, which started one of my favorite arcs, which is Planet Hulk and then followed by World War Hulk. When Hulk comes back and is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Yeah. So... Bruce Banner, people tend to forget, but he's a really smart dude. Mm-hmm. One of the smartest dudes in the Marvel Universe. And he starts putting together the pieces of the puzzle. And it was this Avengers 29 or 28? 30 just came out, so I believe it was 28. would have to be 28, yeah, because yeah. 28, he figures out what's going on. And he sits down with Tony, and he's got this briefcase in front of him. And Tony's like, what's going on? And he's, you need to tell me what you did. What are you talking about? I have no, I have no idea. Well, I do tons of things. You did it, didn't you, Tony? This was your favorite part, right, Pierce? Yeah. You brought the Illuminati back together. I figured out what's going on. Yeah, I told you not to do this. Like, I warned you that you, there would be hell to pay if you ever did this again. 
But I figured out why you're putting together this huge team, the biggest Avengers team that there's ever been for a long period of time. Which is interesting because not long ago, before that issue, someone was like, everyone's an Avenger these days. Like, <laughs> why? It makes no sense. And then it was interesting that issue had just come out. Yeah, so and it's like the biggest heavy hitters that have ever been on. There's like s- three different Superman analogs and like just one of the most powerful versions of this team that's ever existed. And basically, Tony did this so they would be around to deal with Earth threats while he was dealing with incursions with the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Banner figured it out. Bruce Banner's not happy. He's got this briefcase, and Tony just keeps asking, "Bruce, what is in the case?" He's like, "We will get to that. You need to come clean to me right now about what you did." And eventually, Tony is forced to conclude what happened. Well, understandably, this makes Bruce very angry. So he opens the case. So he's like, what is in the, the damn case? And it's basically horse tranquilizer. Oh, yeah, no, bigger than that. Like it's Some super-duper tranquilizer. Super tranquilizer. To which Bruce starts injecting himself over and over again. So they can continue this conversation without him becoming the Hulk and just destroying the building. Wow. It is one of the most tense issues of a comic book I've ever read that is just two people sitting at opposite ends of a conference table talking. Wow. It is fantastic. By the end, they decide to actually bring... Bruce, he explains to Bruce what's happening. Bruce is not happy, but he understands why they're doing it, and he eventually joins the Illuminati. Oh. The next issue... Right now, there's. Uh, should we get? We should get into original sin. It's not really important. No, for this. that's not relevant. But basically, Cap has been having nightmares of getting his mind wiped, but he hasn't been able to put the pieces together until, well, issue thirty just came out. Issue twenty nine. So last two issues ago, last issue, depending on how you want to look at it, when he wakes up from a from a nightmare and realizes, oh crap, I remember everything. Oh. So he grabs Black Widow and Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and he's like, uh, "You two, you trust me?" You're Captain America. Of course, we trust you. You need to come with me right now. What's going on? We have a traitor. Brings them to. They're all in Avengers Tower. Brings them to Tony's office, and and it's like Tony, open the door. Oh, I'm busy. Open the door right now. So he opens the door, and it's this workshop. They come in, and he's like, basically, you're under arrest. I remember. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I remember. Tony realizes what's happening. No. Basically, I don't think I've ever read as much spite in a comic as I think in, in one phrase repeated twice. Not yeah. even I remember. Everything is just, I remember. That was enough for him to forget. Yeah. So, of course, they've confronted him in, in his workspace. So he just activates all the armors there. Yeah. Big battle. As Black Widow and Hawkeye are like, uh, wait, what's happening now? It's being yeah. explained to them like mid-battle. Thor and Hyperion show up. It's a big thing. All of a sudden, because of things that happened. Remember I mentioned the Infinity Gauntlet they used to push away the other planet? That includes six gems, reality, space, time, power, mind, and soul. I think. I think that was all of them. Yeah, one I shot. Think that's all. heart. Yeah. <laughs> no heart. Nothing the, that lame. The Come Tesseract in Avengers. Yeah. In the comics, that would be the space gem. There's the ether from Thor two. That's the power gem. Eventually, this was will the ether. The power. Yeah. Okay. Is that what they were collecting at the yes. end? Yes. Okay. That's why he's like that's two, one two down, six. five to go. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So that's and if that'll come into play in Avengers three, it's gonna be cool. Three. Yeah. Avengers two is Ultron, three will be Thanos, from what we understand now. Got it. The point is, when Cap used the glove before they brainwashed him, mind wiped Now him. we should say each Illuminati was representative of one of the gems. They were all holding one, because if you combine them it's bad. Okay. So they were all holding their own to basically be like we we'll protect them. And Cap had time. So they combined them to in the gauntlet, so they have basically unlimited power. Cap uses, because he's the purest of heart or some such mm-hmm. nonsense, pushes the other planet away. He is, let's be honest. Well, well yeah, I'm just being facetious and uh, sarcastic. But he pushes the other planet away, which works, 
But when he does so, five of the six gems shatter, and the time gem disappears. So, they're in the middle of this confrontation with Tony, months later, in his office, when all of a sudden, the time gem pops into existence in the center of the room. Everybody kind of has an oh-shoot moment as their jump was 30 years? 50 years. 50 years. 50 years into the future. What? Yep. Where old Hawkeye is there... A bunch of other, like, old younger... Hyperion, old yeah. Hyperion. Old Hyperion. Some, like, legacy characters, like a younger Captain America, like, maybe their kids, maybe it's a person who took up the mantle, but old Hawkeye knows everything, mm. and he's pissed. So he starts beating the crap out of Tony's base. He's like, do you know how many people died because of you, and how much worse it was for the people who survived? Mm, yep. You screwed up everything. It is your fault. And that's pretty much where we are now. With yeah. them, they just jumped forward with, and come again. With, where, I don't even know where they are now. Two hundred years in the future? Thing. Which is what I wanted to more emphasize. Well, no, no, we'll, we'll get, we'll get yeah, back yeah. to that. But so now they're like, what, 250 years in the future or something? They jumped forward a long No, ways. no, no. It was only like 48 more years. A Past the 50? Pull, Basically, the time right the time gem is now like jumping them forward. It keeps popping up, jumping them forward. A few minutes later, it pops up again and jumps them further. Is it controlling itself or is someone controlling it? We don't know. Okay. It's, it's still ongoing. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. 422. 422 so, yeah. years after. Yeah, so <laughs> this is all while in New Avengers, like, a huge battle is happening between two, a, a version of the Avengers, the Illuminati versus a version of the, um, basically, DC's Justice Society, so Batman, Green Lantern, Superman, a version of them. It's not yeah. them, but it's characters that are similar. Where it's like Sun God, who flies around as the leader of the group, and like the rider who wears all shadowy outfits. So it's essentially and, and the they're, they're, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're Green Lanterns, Doctor Spectrum. Yeah, or, or is it like so intentional that you just like? Oh, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's it is supposed to be. This is what the Avengers are going to do versus the Justice Society if this ever happened. Right, and and both companies, DC and Marvel, have analogs of each other's okay. characters yeah. that are pulled out. From so it's cool. Yes, it's it's parody for for lack of a better term, um, and it's perfectly legal and fine. And everybody's cool with it. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry. <laughs> So this brings us to the central point of this whole, why there was almost 20 minutes or probably 15 minutes after I had it down, set up, which is the question of, you are now on the Illuminati, Kevin. What the heck are you going to (laughs) do? Do you blow up another Earth to save two universes? And by the way, just because you blow up that Earth doesn't mean the next incursion isn't going to happen. Right. Do you just keep destroying other Earths and committing mass genocide over and over and over again to save quadrillions of lives? Or do you try to find some other way to stop it? What if you can't? Mm-hmm. These are the questions that we struggle with aboard the USS Enterprise. No, I just felt like a start date type <laughs> no, thing. No, that's pretty good. But so this was from the earlier conversation of what would you do with these type of powers. Yeah. And this brings us to our moral quandary. So Pierce, you have not had a lot to say yet just because I keep talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have very strong feelings about this. So why don't you begin? You have the talking shoe. <laughs> There's no actual shoe. You're not even wearing, say, shoes. I'm not wearing shoes. Neither is Kevin. So I'm the only one wearing shoes. To, to say my point of view, if we can go back to the very beginning of it with Chronicle, my view was I get superpowers. My responsibility is to the care of others. There was an issue, I think, back around when this came out. We started talking about this in the first place, where Thor and Hyperion are just sitting there, both godlike figures, you know, sitting talking and realizing that. Their responsibility is to help others. Like, that is what they're supposed to do. And that was my stance on Chronicle. You get powers like that, it's your the only time you should be looking in your neighbor's balls to make sure they have enough. I got that from Louie. I showed that I don't <laughs> think it's hilarious, but my word is the morality and, the, and just the concepts in that show just beautifully well written. 
Certainly fascinating. Really fascinating. So that's my view on that. And I got to say, I side with Cap. You have to find a way. There has to be, like, and if anything, I respect Strange more than anyone else in this comic. He literally sold his soul to get the power to shift planets out of the sky so that they wouldn't have to destroy anyone. That, that to me, is the would be the answer out of anyone else's that I picked. Bore anything else, sacrifice myself for the good of everyone else because I understand if nothing happens then universes die but there has to be another way you know it's I I have a hard time with for the greater good in my mind especially when it's something that's infinite because that it will not end at any point in time that's my basic of it we can get more into it but my first rebuttal would probably be yes there is another way because this is a fictional story Yes, they will find whatever it is. <laughs> there that... will be some thing, because otherwise the books just end, and yep. no more comics, I guess. But let's say, oh, this is already getting into the goofy side, but let's yeah. say this was really happening. Yeah. In real life, there's not always a way, you know, in this type of thing. You know, just because there's got to be a way to use uh, comic book posters, I only say that because there's a comic book poster behind you, as fuel, aside from burning them, doesn't mean there is. Like, even if that's the only way to save the world, doesn't mean it exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, in a fictional story, sure. Then we'll come up with th- There's going right. to be something. They've already got several other options. There's currently another planet, or, or an asteroid. An a-, a planet-sized asteroid, basically, in another dimension, sharing the same place as Earth that they can use as a projectile weapon in the future. There you go. Yeah. Or uh, the Dyson Sphere around the sun that Tony Stark is building, or Strange selling a soul to the to the devil, or a version of the devil, for in, near infinite power. Yes, in a fictional story, these things would happen. Now, our original argument, discussion, debate, mm-hmm. was about just the individual superpowers. Yeah. But the, the, the near godlike superpowers of a Dr. Manhattan or a the people from Chronicle, where yeah. it's basically... You can pretty much do whatever yeah. you want. What, what, yeah, what do you view as your responsibility given that situation? And, and my, I don't know, this is remembering back like three years now, but I believe my central point was to a certain extent it doesn't matter because there's not only what can I do, but there's also how will the rest of the world react to yes. that in that the moment there is a display of power, there will be a reaction to that display of power. And it will not be pleasant, no matter what that display of power is, because even if you're doing something good, because of who you're doing something good for, whether it be a people group or a country, oh, other people groups or other countries will have a problem. Even if it's that people group, the people controlling that people group, be it you know a president or a prime minister or a king or whatever, will have to be like, uh, this is not a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing, but it has the potential of being a bad thing very quickly, and oh, yeah. there will be contingency and, plans. And, and, and not to break one of the rules, but I, and I've experienced this firsthand, working with the homeless, there have been times when, you know, even the government of the city that we were working in was all like, no, you can't do this because it's going to have bad things. Like, and we're like, we're feeding the homeless. You know, and so it, you're absolutely right. Even something as, I don't want to say purely good as feeding the homeless or something like that can to people in power or whatever, be antithetical to what they what their end goal is and will be marginalized, criminalized, what have you. Yeah, you're right. So, and I, I think my final uh, end point for that in the beginning of this original conversation was I'd probably end up a little Dr. Manhattan-y in that being above it all, doing what I considered best but not really caring what anyone else thought about that. And at a certain point... If, if you're beyond human, you're beyond human. 
and not worrying about what the governments or any of that thought about. You know, they can attack you all you want. And, and so that brought us to the point of, okay, so you do whatever you want, even though the government says not, but not in a bad way, but in a, yeah, yeah. I'm going to help whoever I want, uh, screw with me, that's going to be bad. At a certain point, that turns bad. And at a certain point, are you doing, are you doing the right or wrong thing by fighting back against people who don't want your help or are not willing to accept your help? Um, for the greater good, do you instate yourself as God, King of the Planet? You know, we're, t- yeah. we're getting into goofy levels here, but you know, if you have that much power and people are fighting that power, but you're trying to do the right thing, is it the right thing to stand down and not do the right thing because not doing the right thing is the better thing? Now, now we're getting into a <laughs> now we're getting whole, into circles. We're getting into a whole bunch of gray, but the question. Non-philosophy majors have already checked out. So. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, 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 I guess, a question of what is the, the greater good. So before we get into into that, and what the question of what is the most good, you are on the Council of Illuminati just figuring this all out. So let's put it specifically in What do you do in that one specific situation? Then it'll be Kevin's turn. Um, I mean, I just found out? Yeah, you guys are talking about it. Let's say it's right after the gauntlet break. So you, we already know that option's out the window. What do you do? Or do you make those weapons? Do you, like me, kind of be like Cap and be like, no, 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 this is not an option? I'm definitely not in the Cap field. I mean, I'd be right there with everyone else and saying, if there is another way, we will look for it and we will try to use it. But if it comes down to my life and the life of my family and friends versus people in an alternate universe, going with myself and my family and friends. So kind of the the route Black Panther's taken where his priorities to his people. Because he's their king. He's well, their, he's kind of. He is, the, he is the ruler. Yeah, he's one of the rulers. Yes. Know, even in the shadows. And his responsibility is for them above all else. So that is the, the route you would take then. Sure, absolutely. Okay. All right. Kevin, what, what do you think about all this? I assume that the other Earth is having the same discussion. Mm-hmm. If they know. Some are, are, are aware well, this you're saying there's been ten. That, that we've seen. That have happened yeah. with our Earth, but on other Earths, you know, no, they, they saying, might be the right, first so one that shows up. There's ten so far. That means there could be hundreds more. Oh, one of them is bound more. to have chosen the route that says we make the weapon and destroy our Earth. I think our as own a, Earth. Yeah, as a nuclear preventative or even a strike first policy. I think that's the safest. But okay, option. so not not destroying their own Earth, but destroying the Earth in the other universe. What right. occurrence happens? You're saying, or destroying their own that they're standing on. Which are you saying? Okay, so like we're Earth A. There's Earth other... A and Earth B. They're in the same near right. spot for a little bit. And either A will crunch and both will live, B will crunch, both universes will live, both will collide, everything ceases to be. Right. Okay, so if we're on one and we're contemplating should we destroy the other, they're doing the same thing. It's just like in the dark night where the two boats are deciding whether they should blow the other one up. However, I'm going to go a different round than the Dark Knight did. They didn't blow anyone up. Uh, Spoilers. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, we're, one we're of the highest that. grossing movies of all time, I think most people I have think seen mo- Especially anyone listening to this probably has seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I would say definitely yes, make that weapon, because one of those other planets that's coming at us in the near future is doing the same thing, and they're going to fire that So the Cold soon. War option. Yes. Only so so essentially have those war. weapons, because those other people are going to be making those weapons too. Someone's going to. What do you do about, so say the most recent episode, where, or issue I should say, sorry, where they see this Justice League, and they are doing everything that they can to make both worlds live. 
doing as much good as possible, but they get to your incursion, the incursion where the two of you are together, and they have nothing left to give to push the worlds apart. Are you willing to bloody your hands of those people who have not done nothing but defend their own people and done nothing but good, because you've watched them, just to save your own... Are they a part of another Earth? Or they, yes, are, another they are Earth, Earth yeah, being okay. the situation. And you have watched them stave you, you off... You basically had a magic window that you could look into the universe yeah. mm-hmm. and watch And you have watched them stave off, without killing anyone, mm-hmm. other incurs- incursions, to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. And you get to the one between you and them, and they have nothing left to give. Are you willing to bloody your hands on them? And not just press a button sitting in a room, but literally bloody your fists with them. What is what is the other choice? Just to lie down and have both worlds collide, or have them beat you first? Well, that's the question. It like, comes down to that. Do you talk it out? Time. Yeah. Do you talk it out with them? How can you? You can't talk something like that out. You can't say. You can't convince another person to destroy their planet. Now, in this case, on their planet, isn't everyone else already dead? No. Didn't when they use that protective barrier? Wasn't everyone else on the planet dying at that very moment? What do you mean? There was the big explosion, and they somebody put up a force field basically to protect them, but the rest of, the, at least, their area was scorched earth. That was, I think, just the immediate area. Just the, okay. Because I was going to say, at least in that situation, I'd be like, hey, why don't you come to our earth? We'll destroy yes. your earth, and then you can help us. <laughs> yeah, no, that wouldn't make more sense. No, I think it was just that immediate area. Okay. Because that would certainly make things easier. Yeah. You know, hey, new home, we'll destroy your old one. It it's it's already of, glass yeah. anyway. It was in the middle of Egypt, and no one was there. So Yeah, okay. I think that would be an easy situation, but I guess the question in that situation would be, let's say you wanted to take the truly altruistic viewpoint of what is best for all, and all yeah. being the multiverse. The question would be, who has a better shot, us or them, of saving the multiverse in the long run? Yeah, I think that's it. Don't you yeah. need to destroy every single Earth except for one? Or find a way to stop the collapse. Yeah. So basically the idea is they're working on the solution while dealing with the problem. So you're saying that is a universe better equipped to solve the huge main multiverse problem. I think that would be a question. I mean, if that happened to us... I mean, yeah, we're not saying that they are. The question is, are they? they. Right. Or are we? Or Or is it a third Earth? Let's say uh, another Earth shows up in the sky right now, and there are a planet of super scientists that have known about this and been working on it for years and years. And we're like, the heck is going on? You know, are they who are working on a solution more worthy of continuing on as a planet than we are? Because we have no idea what's going on, and they can solve the problem for the multiverse. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's the answer there? Or even in that situation, are you still more? I'm going to do what it takes to protect my home and family. I think, I think oh, that, go ahead. that the planet with that mindset will be the one most likely to survive. The most maybe selfish planet, but I don't think the one that is necessarily the smartest will be the one to survive, who has the best capability to solve the multiverse problem, I think it's going to be the planet that is able to make that hard choice and destroy literally every single other one. What, what's your thought there? I, I kind of agree. I mean, I think, first off, if you've just found out about it because this other planet appeared in the sky, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter what decision you make because you're dead. Just goodbye. Okay. <laughs> you know? Hug everybody you care about because it's done. You know, you're not going to have... What are you going to do? Send a nuke at them? All the nukes. (laughs) You know? We have more than enough nukes. (laughs) Um, I'm sure they do, too. But I think, at at least in the Avengers, or the Illuminati slash Great Society issue, issue in the issue, whoever survives through this battle is going to be the one who's in the better position to solve this problem. Yeah, oh, I I agree with that, but I would just have such a hard time with that battle, with the idea 
of beating down those people, murdering those people, whatever have you. You know, like I said, it's one thing to press a button in a room, but it's a completely, completely other thing to bloody your fist. But these are punch em up superheroes. They do this thing all the time. These are not the punch em up superheroes. Uh, most of them have been for long stretches of their... You know, Black Panthers and Master and hand-to-hand combat. Reed Richards literally stretches across the room to punch people. Tony Stark shoots missiles at people. Okay, maybe not as much punching, yeah. but he still does it. You know, all these guys, to some extent or another. Beast is a monkey dude. He goes around and jumps on people and pits, punches them. So, like, even if they haven't done that before, I think they're still going to make that choice to protect those that they love. Because even if, let's say, um, Universe B, in the situation, is better equipped, possibly, with smarts to save the multiverse... Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you go, well, we surrender, destroy us. Who says they survived the next incursion? Mm-hmm. Maybe the next incursion takes them out, but the next incursion wouldn't have taken you out. That's well, saying. we don't know that for us either. But Maybe the black priests show up and we're like, crap, we didn't prepare for this. <laughs> well, but my point is, so does, it, does any of it matter? Don't you just have to keep fighting as long as you can? Natural selection is going to dictate yeah. that it's not the best equipped to solve the big problem. It's going to be the best pr- equipped to protect themselves. You're right. That's the way natural selection works. But... Have have we not, as humans, also risen above that? No. Uh, I see what you mean, and to certain to certain extents, yes. But that's only because we're number one on the food chain at the moment. That's true, and I think if anything challenged that, I think we'd it scared the crap out of us. <laughs> yes, you know, and but it, just in my mind, if a planet showed up, and granted, I would not necessarily, I would have to take this with a grain of salt. If they're like, yeah, we're gonna have to blow up your planet. In order to save the entire multiverse, because we're working on the problem and you didn't know it existed, that kind of a situation, I'd be like, okay. Well, I'd be like, beam me up first, <laughs> then okay. Let me be part of you. I'll help. I, I can carry things. Yeah, let me grab a couple people. I got pretty good balance. You know? <laughs> I can drum, kind of. I don't spill. <laughs> yeah, I don't spill everything. Just so. every planet you come in contact, everyone submits a resume. I got a really good sense of smell. <laughs> Actually, that would probably be the smartest solution, would be... A sense of smell. Dest- <laughs> no, yeah, sniff out the problem. Can you smell crime? Would be to destroy the other Earths, but before that, take their greatest minds with you. And create one super-Earth. There's some yeah. World War II stuff going on there. We just take Yeah, the kind of a Manhattan Project-type kind of deal. Also, Manhattan Projects by Hickman. Um, same writer as this Avengers stuff. Um, he's writing another book called Manhattan Projects, which is basically, what if the atom bomb was a cover for all the other much crazier nonsense all those scientists were working on? And it's a lot of fun. That sounds. That sounds. <laughs> it like is I would a really bizarre like. and hilarious. And how many issues in is it? Nineteen or twenty? I haven't been reading it. Oh, you, you dropped out? Oh, it's. I didn't. Even, I didn't even think I read issue one. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. And the art style is kind of like uh, Where's Waldo? <laughs> Not like everybody's small, but it's a similar illustration. So it's very cartoony. While these scientists are doing the most evil things ever. It's uh, the the tagline for the book is science bad. <laughs> Um, but it's like it's very fun. Like FDR is is an sentient AI now, nice. and Like of the Dog is involved as well as um, Yuri, the first Russian cosmonaut to to orbit the Earth, if I remember correctly, and Richard Feynman and Albert Einstein and Albrecht Einstein, who's Einstein from an alternate universe. They're both drunks. It's pretty funny. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it's oh, it's just crazy aliens invading and stuff and. General Westmoreland and all kinds of crazy weird nonsense. But that's a tangent. Okay, so we've discussed the moral quandary. What do you think is going to happen in the book? As we're heading towards 2015 and time running out and everything being done with this run, 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean... Do you want... So far, the Illuminati has not committed genocide. Do you, from a story perspective, not from a moral perspective, from a, I'm reading a book, what's the most interesting thing that can have the most interesting consequences for going years forward, do you want to see them commit at least one genocide that they have to deal with for the rest of their printed lives? Or not, or one of them yes, but some of them no. I mean, I guess there's a way of one person pushing a button when everyone else is saying, No! But they built the bomb, so they feel partially responsible, and they knew, could they have done something? To me, it's way more interesting if at least one genocide happens, that the blood is on their hands and they have to deal with it. I agree with you. My only worry is that they'll have comic book syndrome, where just as no one stays dead, no one stays in remorse. I disagree with that. People stay in remorse. There are things like Tony's alcoholism, or Pim hitting Janet, or... Peter not being able to stop Uncle Ben's death that affected them for their entire printed lives. Some of those oh, things yeah. were in the origin, some of those yes, things were added say, much later. Like, the, the Ben thing is an, is an origin. That's an origin, is. but Tony Stark's alcoholism is from the 80s, and uh, Pym hitting Janet was late, not, late 70s, early 80s, or, you know, people are still well, mad. Let's also be honest, Pym, where, one, where the crap is Pym, number one? I think he was in Avengers AI. Okay, because he's just nowhere right now. Well, he's still dealing with the end of Age of Ultron and such. Um, But being sort of dead. (laughs) You know, people are still mad at Tony ten years after Civil War. It gets brought up all the time, or cloning Thor, or all those things that he did, where people are still ticked at him and it gets brought up all the time. That's fair. That's if they. It depends on the quality of the writer, for sure. Exactly, and I guess that's the question of who will take over. How will this uh, affect the actual Iron Man book? You know, stuff sure. like that. I think far too often what the character is going through in one doesn't affect the other. Because they're so separate. Like, I'm loving Captain America right now. Uh, and Grant, I'm some issues behind. But everything that he had to deal with post-Dimension uh, Z, all that stuff, was really good. But obviously that had no bearing on the Avengers line at all whatsoever. Yet. Yet, and granted, I'm sure... And I think it did in Uncanny Avengers, maybe. I don't read that one, but I think that dealt with it somewhat. Okay. But, again, that's that's another Avengers title. But I wonder if, you know, we hit Tom's run out, they've committed genocide, Tony's the figurehead for all of this, will that affect anything other than the Avengers book? Will that affect the Iron Man book? You know, like, if it does, if that's an all-encompassing thing that he has to own... Like, that's his Scarlet Letter, that's his, you know, Cross the Bear, whatever the proper analogy is there, then you're absolutely right. I think that'd be great. You know, how they deal with Strange and what he has to deal with of selling his soul, stuff like that. The others, I don't see them suffering as much. I don't... I see Beast... Well, I mean... Beast is going to be Beast. Like, Beast does horrible scientific things all the time and gets away with it. <laughs> like Black Panther and Namor have already lost their kingdoms. Yes. You both know, of, they're already dealing with consequences. I think Avengers will end with one of them bloody on the ground. I would not be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I think um, writing-wise, you're saying who take over. I actually like the idea of Nick Spencer taking over when Hickman's done. Um, they've been co-writing Avengers World together, which is the tertiary book of, mm-hmm. the, of the three. Um, he's been picking up a lot of Hickman's concepts. He's been doing, as far as I understand, I haven't read it, but really good work over in Avengers Assemble. I would be down for him picking it up. There's a similar feel to Hickman, a little bit less flowery language, which I happen to like the flowery language, but I know not everybody does. It's a little more power- palatable for general audiences. I think I could be down with that. And I well, think he me, would definitely let pick me up ask you this. Where do you go from here? Where do you go from 
Preventing the death of all things. <laughs> a smaller story. You, you, the fallout of we can't trust each other in Avengers Disassembled Part 2. You know that's that's fair, and that's why I was saying like a stripped down uh, a simplification. Because what you were saying, people, you know, oh, it's going to be a reboot. It's going to be a re- what if a they reboot? cancel Avengers for a year because the team won't get back together? I and think it's like the Marvel Universe dealing with no Avengers. Yeah, or maybe just have like those side teams, like the Secret Avengers, and make that more of a, a core team that's Hawkeye and not Captain Britain, who is ever leading it right now. You know, uh, I think that was the last version of Secret Avengers. I think now it's Shield is in charge. Is it because in Guardians they just show up? It's Captain like, Britain? Yeah, Captain Britain. Yeah, but that that was Scrolls. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that, but he recognized them as the team that had just sent him out. Um, no, he said it's my old team. Did well, he? It, okay, it was his okay. old team. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. That was Scrolls, especially when they <laughs> all turned green and started. And also, like some of those costumes are wrong. None of this makes sense. That was like two years ago. And I, at first, I was like, "Is this going to make me hate Guardians even more than I am currently not liking it?" And I was like, "Wait, nope. This is." This is too too fake. Like it, yeah. You're right. It, it went beyond that point. But that's why I'm. But I'm in all. I'm. I'm in favor not for a reboot. I don't think they got a reboot. Things. But a simplification. A uh, very heavy strip down to simple storylines having to deal with them not running the world. Like let's be honest. They don't care about the government. There is no mention of any government. In any of this. Right, right. Like, no one cares what the world has to say about the Avengers. They just do whatever they want. And I would like to see that maybe them fall out of favor in the public eye. Could be cool. You know, it all comes to light. Kind exactly. of like the end of Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, you know, something that, that forces them to forces them to reset without the world resetting. Okay, I see what you mean. So, yeah, that's what I would hope for. But I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are. Um, I think those smaller stories, maybe a year without Avengers, it could be really interesting. Um, where there might even be an Avengers book, but there's no team, and it's just following them. The individual stories. Yeah, yeah. hating each other, um, or trying to hunt down you know the members of the Illuminati and bring them to justice, or that could be interesting. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that could happen there. It, it, you know, for a period of time, vilify some of them. Yeah, and uh, we'll know in about a year. Yeah, Kevin, do you have any other thoughts to add to any of this? Mm-hmm. I know we kind of went from the moral con- quandary to. Uh, I enjoyed the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very good story. Real quick, let's let's not assume there's no you know world's ending collapsing. You get superpowers. Yeah, really powerful superpowers. Not just I can smell good. <laughs> you know, You're, like Doctor Manhattan or Professor well, X. Let's or, let's do what, let's let's do the Chronicle bit. Have you, you Chronicle? Yeah, telekinesis, yeah. telepathy. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. you know what do you do with that? What it, fly person? around all day? I don't think I would stop. I don't think yeah. I don't think I would ever touch the ground ever again. Right. But morally, like, would you would you just dick around with it? Would you feel like you're called to something more than that? Great power, great responsibility kind of stuff? Or yeah, what? I think you should definitely, like, try to do some good with it, as I think you should do with any even meager abilities that the average person should have. But, I mean, uh, the universe existed before you were alive or gained these powers. It's going to continue existing in whatever state or path. I don't think you can affect it super much. Um... But yeah, I think you should do as much good as you can with it. Hmm. Okay, a little bit more akin to, I guess, what I was saying. Well, I don't, I, again, I don't disagree. I'd say the more powerful you are, the more the consequences, negative consequences, will be, regardless of what you think is the right thing, what you try to do. That's true. <laughs> and, but your point of view was just you don't care. I, I said with Doctor Manhattan level powers, eventually, yes, you were, you're post-human. You're beyond it. You yeah, know, like. If a government messes up, another government can come and 
start a war, tariffs, sanctions, whatever, but if you're that far above a humanity level, then, you know, who's going to check you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was our moral quandary Avengers episode. Uh, This has been Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. I'm Kevin from Jersey. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. And uh, if you get superpowers, do us a favor. A, find us a way to help us get them, because that'd be cool. that'd be cool. Come talk to us. And then B, um, when you take over the world, just make sure our deaths are at least painless. Yeah, don't be a dick. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830, and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan, F-R-N, Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for lots of great content just like it. Mm-hmm.